peeps. Welcome to Shit, I Just Quit My Job. I'm your host, Maricela Herrera, and this is the first one of what I hope will be many, many minisodes. When I set to create this podcast, a big part of it was for me to document my own journey as I navigate leaving the job that defined my identity for more than a decade. It's been three months, almost four, since my last day of work, and truth be told, I still feel quite lost. The conversations I've been having through this podcast have helped, though, not just listening to people's stories, which in and of itself uh, makes me feel like I'm not alone, but also hearing some of the tips and tricks people use to get where they want to go has been super helpful. In these mini-sodes, I'll be sharing some of the updates on where I'm at and also what I've learned from the episodes in my own process. So think of it as a little bit of a behind the scenes, I guess. In this week's episode, I shared an interview I did with Caroline Sinisa Levine. She's an incredible career coach and recruiter who I've known for a long time. As you can probably tell from the episode, I really respect and like Caroline. And I know she works with a lot of people going through career change. So not a surprise that she was one of the first people I wanted to reach out to when I started this podcast. In the episode, we talk about two exercises that Caroline uh, gives to all her clients who are going through career pivots. One is 100 Dreams, and the other one is a network of 100. As Caroline said, there's something that just feels, I don't know, right about 100. Network of 100 is about writing down the names of 100 people who you know and could reach out to as you're going through your own career journey. Because getting a job is a lot about networking and who you know, but we tend to forget it's also a numbers game. Lots of these people might not be relevant to your search, might have changed jobs or careers themselves, or let's be honest, some of them might not get back to you. Still, though, it's good to put pen to paper and write down all of these names. If nothing else, it'll make you feel like you're connected to others and that you have more people in your corner than you thought. I'd done this exercise a long, long time ago, and I remember thinking, there is no way I know 100 people. But surprise, surprise, I did. And sure, okay, know what you're thinking. Yeah, you used to work for a networking group for 10 years. Got it. True. But trust me, you probably have 100 people. Nope, not probably. You definitely have 100 people. The 100 dreams exercise was new for me, though. This one is meant to get us back in touch with our passion muscle. That's what Caroline called it, a muscle. Apparently, many of us tend to let that muscle atrophy. It makes sense, I guess. Uh, if we go through life just doing, checking boxes, striving for the task at hand and not examining much, we might forget what we're passionate about, the things we like to do. So she suggests we write down a hundred things you'd like to do, be, or have. You can include things you 
wanted always and maybe already did. Like, for example, if you always dreamt of getting married and you did, or if you always dreamt of buying an apartment and you did, you can put those on there. And you should include things that are big, you know, that big dream you've always had, but also small things that you can do now. So again, not just the grand old, I want to be a millionaire or billionaire, but maybe adding those books you've always wanted to read or the class you always said you would take, those also count as your dreams. So here I was after having that conversation with Caroline, realizing I am one of those people who has an atrophied passion muscle. Like, really atrophied. Shit. I never thought that could happen to me, but truth is I'm really struggling to figure out what gets me going anymore. Except for maybe this podcast and a nice easy run every now and then when the weather is nice. I basically lost my work mojo. It's not that I'm not passionate about anything. I am. And I'm not in a depressive episode. Look, I talk about my mental health because I think we have to be very open about it. And I have been in depressive episodes where, you know, getting out of bed is feels like just impossible. Not there, but I've kind of lost my way. I know things matter to me. Justice matters to me. Mental health matters to me. Vulnerability and authenticity matter to me. The environment matters to me. But where do all of these fit in? How do these come together? And what do these even tell me about what's next for me? And if I think of all of them just in their own way and in my life, I'm not sure if they're a gateway to anything grand. Oh, and I want grand. That's something I haven't given up on. I want to make a mark in this world. That matters to me. Since I believe in Caroline's methods, and since I'm basically open to any and all suggestions out there, I decided to give it a try. So off I went to write down my dreams. 100 of them. How hard could it be? Turns out, really fucking hard. It's taken me two weeks to do this. Two weeks. The first week, I really gave it my all. I sat down with pen and paper multiple times. And by the end of the week, I was still hovering around 80. And 80 is a lot. I started off with the big things. Number one, writing a book. That's been my dream for as long as I can remember. Publishing said book is a dream too, but I figured dividing those into separate dreams might be a form of cheating, so I kept it as one, writing and publishing a book. But is it cheating? I'm not sure if it counts, if it doesn't. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. And here's the thing with my dream writing. I was still able to overthink every single one of them. What is it with me and trying to do things perfectly? I guess I am a true Virgo after all. So here was lesson number one for me. A reminder that there is no right or wrong way to frame your dreams. They're yours and nobody else's. Yours to keep, 
to define, to bring to life. This exercise, it's for me. So why the fuck am I worrying about doing it right when there probably isn't a right or a wrong way of doing it? Anyway, back to my dreams. Run a marathon? Check. Get an MBA? Check. Travel to Nepal? Something I dreamt of since I was 10? Check. So far, so good. I've done some of the things I've dreamt of. Some of the ones I haven't done, I at least have some clarity on. For example, running the six world major marathons, going on a safari, reading the 100 greatest books of all time, go to dinner with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach. I mean, hey, a girl can dream. Isn't that what this is all about? I realized a lot of my dreams come in buckets. One, things I can influence and do myself. So the running, the traveling, the learning. Two, things that depend fully on other people and therefore are mostly wishful thinking. That's where Glennon and Abby come in. (laughs) And three, things that are or will be ongoing. Turns out that last category is one of the bigger ones for me. I have a hard time thinking of a dream in a once in a lifetime capacity. Sure, the safari, or sure, the MBA. But a lot of my dreams are something like spend more time with my nephew, build a meditation practice, keep plants alive. They are things that involve a massive transformation of who I am or the lifestyle I leave. Well, maybe not massive, but at least consistent. And if you ask my running coach, consistency is something I could really use some work on. Which made me wonder, are these the ones I should be focusing on? And if these are the ones, what differentiates a dream from a resolution or from a goal? It might not be that much of a difference in the end. Maybe it's just the passion and the longing that make a dream a dream. And honestly, does it even fucking matter? (laughs) I guess we're back to lesson number one. But on to lesson number two. I realized my dream, and everyone's dream probably, is just living a joyful life that is constantly evolving and that pushes me to be a better person consistently. The pursuit of happiness and all that, but with a twist. Happiness and constant improvement. Isn't that what we're here for anyway? We're here to learn and what we plant today are the seeds of what we're going to be getting later on in this life or the next, depending if you believe in reincarnation or not, but I'm not gonna go into that topic. Therefore, we should always be striving to be better. If being better and doing better today means we're going to be better and do better tomorrow, then makes sense to me. And better is defined in a way that means helping myself and others and making the world a better place. That's what better means to me. Turns out, I was living my dream for years. That was a really nice reminder. So I finally finished the exercise today. 
I kept myself at 99 for a few days, which was really funny because I felt like that last dream that had to really be something, be something big. So again, that overthinking monster, little voice in the back of my head kept creeping back up. What if I come up with something better later? Which again, I had to remind myself, you're not limited to 100 dreams. You can have all the dreams you fucking want. So brings me to lesson number three. Your dreams and your passion change and evolve, and that's okay. It's not set in stone and you can always revisit them. Didn't I just say lesson number two was that I wanted to constantly evolve? So there you go. I finished. For now, at least. And you know how I finished? I did finish with a doozy. I know it sounds bleak, but in a society where we are praised by what we actually accomplish, sometimes dreaming and going after your dreams means taking a risk. And risks, well, they're not always fun. So my dream number 100 was never forget how to dream. Cheating? Maybe. But it's okay. I'm the only one who can say anything about it. Oh, and per Caroline's suggestion, once you write your 100 dreams, you're supposed to pick one or two and just go for it. Do it now. Exercise that muscle. Remember what makes you happy. Regain some passion. Become more interesting through your dreams. So I am now enrolled in a creative nonfiction writing class and an improv class. I'll let you know how it goes. Until then, thanks for listening to my musings. Next week, I'll be back with another interview and less of my rambling. Take some time in the meantime to write down your 100 dreams. And if you want someone to share what you learn with, I'm here. You can reach me at quitmyjobpod at gmail.com or on LinkedIn. I know it's easier sometimes to share these kinds of things with people you don't know or don't know you than maybe those who are closer to you. <laughs> Exhibit A, me sharing this with the entire world. <laughs> anyway, sending you love, hugs, laughs, and all the good things. Thanks for listening and see you next week.